Hi. Hi. Hey. Ew. Welcome back. I know. Welcome back to To Peach Their Own. This is part two of the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. Uh, Today, it's me, Eli. Uh, Me, Salem. And then we have Alana and Ethan with us, too. Yay! Say hi. Hi. Hi again. (laughs) Well, okay, so because they weren't here with us yesterday night when we were... I mean, okay, Ethan was. Technically this morning. I was here. I was just dead asleep. I'm back though. Hey guys. Yeah. Um. So this is part two. Um. In this episode, so the last episode we uh, covered a lot of detail on you know Gypsy's life and the circumstances surrounding the whole Munchausen by proxy case, um, Dee Dee's history and her family, why she is the way she is. Um. So today we get into the juicy yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we start to get into the. Um. Oh shit, like, actual legal things. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, he, he half heard it uh, last night while he was asleep, so he, I, hold on, I'm gonna come pulling real quick. Uh-oh. Oh no. Okay, because, do you know how fucking hard it was? Um, I just got done editing, uh, part one, which will be released, um, on Thursday. I just got done editing today, and... Let me tell you, I had done a little, the most clean little cuts and things like that. Just, you know, uh, cutting out like little silences and me saying um a million times. I do that too. It's so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And so I had got done doing that and I just, I, ugh, I don't even know how to describe it. They're like all of the audio clips, they like overlapped each other. And they were, like, fucked up, and I had to go back and, like, pull each and every single one of them back to, like, line up correctly, because I put our intro song in, and it fucked up. The wrong way. The wrong way. Whatever. It's my first time editing. Yeah. Welcome to the world of editing. I know. Eli usually edits our episodes, and I vowed that I was going to complain about this before we started. Yeah, you did. But you're really good on it. Except for that one part, you did really good. Oh, I thought you meant complaining. No. I mean, that too. Damn. (laughs) But, that too, but you I know, mean, whatever. I like to still complain too, so it's okay. Complaining is my uh my favorite hobby. No, Ethan complains better than anyone I know. Ethan is literally complainer number one of everybody. Complainer number one. I every time I walk in the door, I have something to complain about. That's true. <laughs> He's not wrong. Okay, but you can't blame me. Being in an elevator, there's bound to be some stupid fucking people. Okay. Okay, but only that ha- that would only happen to you. I I have so it's not even like. An everyday occurrence. It's just you. No, it's just people targeting me. Uh, targeting. I, I, I like to call them elevator talkers. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Oh, it is, if you ever see me in an elevator, don't fucking no, talk don't, to me. If you're in an elevator, don't talk to people. That's just if weird. You, if you don't know them, like that's should just be common. Only talk to me if like we're friends. Like or okay. if something funny happened, like the elevator dropped, then be like, oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> don't. No, literally, but. Jesus Christ. If you just, if you ask me how my day is when you get in the elevator, I, I want to stop you in the face. Just let you Also, I will say, the being like, oh shit, that's crazy about an elevator dropping, that was based off of a true story yes, that me that and happened. Ethan experienced. <laughs> I'm sorry, how did I not know about this? Oh, it was our freshman year. It was before we met. Um, it was our freshman year, and we were in the elevator together, and it, 
and there was like maybe five other people in there and it dropped like three stories and then somebody went oh oh shit that was kind of crazy huh and we were like um yeah anyway oh okay. my god <laughs> let's uh let's get into let's get it. Into it everybody's uh munching on popcorn so i'm so sorry i'm so this. sorry i'm so sorry if you hear anything again it is to peach their own at night because it is at not three again. in the morning again it is in fact 10 p.m <laughs> but i guarantee you by the time we finish recording and getting all of our shit together and putting it on the drive and getting it all in those uh, things it's gonna be pretty late so at least midnight Yay! Oh, shut up. Finals week. Okay. Finals week. Okay. Time to get one. into it. We've talked too much. <laughs> but you guys love that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You better. One you of must. The most interesting people that you know. You love us. Okay. Um. So, again, this is part two of the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. And I believe... So, a uh, big list of trigger warnings for this episode. Because a lot of the things that we're going to mention are pretty... They're pretty heavy. They're pretty heavy. So, um, just trigger warning for, get ready for this, um, ableism, sexual assault, coercion, and inappropriate usage of BDSM concepts, unspecified mental illnesses, um, codependency on healthy relationships, manipulation, and narcissism, alternate personality slash misrepresentation of personality disorders, discussion of pornography, um, extreme violence and murder, <laughs> crime scene descriptions, um, stabbing and decapitation um emotional slash medical abuse and mention of rape and necrophilia so it's okay if you need to sign off like yeah it's, it's fine and like before we get into like one specific thing like i'll say it again like if i'm about to go into oh, a yeah. specific thing about sexual coercion i'll be like hey this is like a this is a hot topic if you want to skip like 30 seconds go ahead like yeah like skip and skip yeah. A little bit. So, it's okay. Okay. So, you know, where we left off. Yep, we were talking about uh, Gypsy and Dee Dee. So, now we're about to introduce a new character to the story. I wish it was just a fictional story. Though. I hate him. Um. Oh, yeah. We, we don't like him. So, we have Nicholas Godijan. 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 Yeah. They always have like a je sound when they oh, say it. You can so. that. I don't know. Go to John. Yeah. It's a uh, he's usually name. just called Nick, so we'll probably be referring to him as Nick in mm -hmm. the future. So he was born on May 20th, 1989 in Big Bend, Wisconsin. Um, his parents, Stephanie and Bobby, were divorced when he was about like three to four years old. Um, so early divorced parents. So he was raised solely by his mother, Stephanie Goldhammer in Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin, and mm -hmm. he was raised uh, mostly Catholic. I don't think it was a very strict Catholicism, but he was raised Catholic. Yeah. And his dad says that, like in a later interview, he says that he was a, a pretty lonely child, like all his life. He never really made any friends. Um, he was always in uh, special ed classes in, all throughout school. Um, because in grade school, he was diagnosed with autism. Um, this is a kind of a controversial term, but they use the term high functioning autism. Yeah. Um, and he was, and he was told his mental age was like 15 to 16, which, okay. I have thoughts about that. We don't believe in the whole like, oh, like mental age kind of shit because I'm 20. Okay. Sometimes I feel like 
I am 45 with the amount of drama that I hold. Like, there's no... Well, so my thing is that there's this whole conception that people with autism have a mental delay or a different mental age, and that's not a thing. No. Um, that's, That's a complete misconception just because sometimes autistic people may act younger or act... Mm-hmm. perceptionally like childish but it doesn't mean that their mental age is younger no that's something with learning disabilities psych major here it's not it's not a thing. it's literally not it's, a thing it's, it's just, bullshit it's made up ableism shit yep it's, it's awful so yeah mental, that's that yeah the whole mental age thing really pissed me off anyways but i mentioned that because it factors into how other people saw him later Seeing yeah. like, oh, he doesn't understand things because they believe that he had a mental age of a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and, oh, yeah, it's but that also, like, totally infantilizes people with mental illness. Exactly. And it may, makes it seem like, oh, 15 to 16-year-olds don't understand the gravity of certain things. I can assure you at 15 to 16, I understood the gravity murder. of murder. Exactly. Yeah. And the permanence of it and all that. Yep. So. I don't care how autistic you are. If you fucking murder someone, you obviously know that it's wrong. Not to yeah. mention, and we'll get into it later, the details and the circumstances surrounding it, but it was it was premeditated. It was oh, yeah. first fucking degree. Like, I also, there was a plan. We, we need to say, um, this is coming from a group of neurodivergent people. Yes. yes we have autistic right. people in this group. We are not just neurotypical people saying, no, 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 no. Um, autism isn't an excuse, but it isn't. No, it's not. Two of us um, are autistic. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, so no, wasn't, no. no one We're was, like, like, coming for us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it's, this yeah. is an inside uh, opinion. So, so yeah. Um, diagnosed with autism in grade school, um, he really never, when he, you know, grew up, graduated high school, he didn't really have any huge aspirations. His yeah, interests were that's what his... video games, living at home. Um, he did, said. he did, um, for a time, he was super into technology, and he did want to be a computer repairman for a while. Uh, but he eventually kind of gave up, gave up on that because he couldn't really keep up with, you know, the job, and he couldn't keep up with the training, so he just kind of gave up on it. Mm-hmm. And he just, again, living with his parents, um, spent a lot of time online, video games, as I said, just not really... Not really doing anything with his life. That's a lot of, like, isolation. It is. And that's gotta, like, you have Again, so much, he didn't have any friends. No, 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 it's so much time on your hands. You gotta wonder, like, what the hell did what he... What was he doing? What like, was he getting into? what did into? he get into? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I... I think, even if it wasn't for this whole situation and, you know, just the sheer weirdness of it, I think he would have ended up killing someone eventually. Oh, we'll get into it later. Oh, yeah. I have opinions. I have so many opinions. Um, We spent hours, we spent like six hours in our campus library researching this. Literally my entire day was spent with Nicholas Godijan and I hated it. No, I, I watched an hour and a half interview cover to cover. Like I, every single second. Cover to cover like it was a book. Cover to cover, yeah, no. <laughs> clip to clip. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Moving on, um, so that's kind of Nick's background, just a little bit. Um, and as we know, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, um, 
was often online, even though her mother didn't know. Uh, online talking to people, it was the only way that she could really connect people because Dee Dee wasn't really letting her go have friends or relationships. No, she was so isolated. So she joined a Christian dating website. And, you know, I'm sure she was raised pretty Christian. And as I said, Nick was raised Catholic, so he was also on this Christian dating website. Also, yes, I would like to say the name of this um, Christian dating website. Oh. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, because it, it was in the interrogation where they were, you know, talking to Nick or whatever, and she said, like, where did you guys meet? And he literally says, on a website called ChristianDatingForFree.com. ChristianDatingForFree.com? Yeah. You're getting what you're, you're getting what they advertised. I know, but, like, not even, like, Christian Mingle or something like that. That's so basic. Like, that's wow. not even, like, it's not even a clever name. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah so I Nick, wonder who you'd oh. fi- I wonder who you'd find on there I mean I guess you're trying to find a I, I don't want to find out <laughs> yeah. okay if you try to find a if you want a Christian partner I guess and th- there's a site for you Ugh. so Nick was 23 on this dating website and on October 9th 2012 he meets um Gypsy Rose who at the time was 21 years old, but as we mentioned in part one, there was a lot of confusion about her real birth date. She didn't really know how old she was. Yeah. Um, I think about the time she actually would have thought that she was probably 15 or 16. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's actually wrong in my notes, so don't pay attention to that. No, it's okay. But yeah, yeah no, she was. She, she had like her birthday was like. I don't know if it was accurate on the website. I don't know if she like erased it on the website. Her, so her actual birthday is 1991. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, um, the, I mean, like, on her profile. Like, on oh, the on website. her profile? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what her birthday is on her profile. Either way. <laughs> Very but funny. I think she did believe that she was 15 or 16 or young adult, Either late way, teens. there was an, an age, a Either way, significant that's weird. age gap. Um, because... He was 23, and he knew that he was talking to... A supposed, like, a 15-year-old. Possibly 16, possibly 19, somewhere in that age gr- yeah. range. That's weird. Under 20 is the... Yeah. The, yeah. But yeah, so we're in 2012, um, and I believe it was actually Gypsy Rose who messaged him first. Uh, she says that she thought he was cute. She thought she'd me- men- uh, message him and do with a simple hi, and he messaged back with a simple hi, and they just started talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says about after, like, four to five days of talking, oh, yeah, they, they got, like, super close. They, like, started a relationship they right after They started a that. relationship, like, close to a week after talking. Less you know. than. Yeah, less than a week. Um. You and I. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's gay, so it's different. But, yeah, and they realized they wanted, they wanted a relationship. Um, so it happened really fast. Um. And so Nick knew that Dee Dee, Gypsy's mother, was super overprotective, and he also knew that Gypsy was wheelchair-bound. Um, and he knew Gypsy had told him that her mother was super protective, wouldn't let her have any boyfriends, wouldn't let her have any relationships. Oh, God, no. So Friends they'd have to be super secretive. Yeah. She could only talk to him at night after Dee Dee went to sleep. So... You know, so he knew that she was wheelchair bound, that he she had issues, and he was like, "Cool, I don't care." So sounds pretty good at, at first, right? 
Yeah, it's like wrong. a simple. <laughs> well, yeah, very wrong. It's it sounds like a simple, you know, like hey, my parents are kind of strict, or my mom is kind of strict. Like you know, we need to keep this like on the downloads, whatever. Um. And again, the whole like hey, like I'm wheelchair bound. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It's fine. So. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so they start. I mean, they talk every day. Right, they're getting super, super yes. close. They're talking about innocent things. They're very similar. They think they're very similar to each other. Which, they're really finding a lot of solace in each other. Yeah. They're both looking for a connection. Um, I mean, Nick was lonely as hell, so he was just Clearly. looking for someone to talk to. Gypsy's lonely as hell and being abused. She just wants. She's just vulnerable and she just wants a connection. So they're both very vulnerable. Two and very a desperate people. Yeah, exactly. So. Eventually, oh, um, this is this is the uh, so this trigger is trigger warning. warning for some icky shit. Right, Eventually, uh, this relationship becomes sexual, and at first, it's like okay, cool, they're young adults. She's a young teenager. Yeah, they've both been stunted. Solely, it was like the majority of the interactions were sexual. Yeah, the majority of it started to become sexual. Uh, Nick started talking about his sexual fantasy. He started talking about BDSM, which I want to say, Gypsy did not know anything. No, she was I mean, sheltered. being sheltered this whole so time. So sheltered. So the only information she was getting about sexual relationships or anything within that realm was whatever Nick told her, mm-hmm. um, which we will soon see is not, um, not good. Not good stuff. No, no, no. It, like, it. It spirals because I know he also gives her a very, a very dangerous, a very tainted version of this, yes. of this dynamic. He makes it into something gross that it's not. That it's not. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a very, you know, safe, a very consensual, and there's like rules and boundaries and so many safe, uh, safety like guardrails in place. But this one's not. He's, he's yeah, just, he just wanted to fuck it up. He said, "This is my thing. I'm making it my thing. Fuck everybody else." Yeah, yeah. So if you're not familiar with anything to do with BDSM, it's very again, it's just people th- things people are into in a safe, healthy, loving relationship. And like Salem said, there's always safety precautions. It's always very heavy on consent and. Whether Nick knew this or not, this is not what he presented to Gypsy. What he presented to Gypsy was, this is something that I'm into. This is something that I think you would really love. Or what I want. This is what I want you this to do. This is what we have to this do. This is what we have to do. And instead of explaining to her what her options were and what... Well, he didn't act like she had an option at no, all. No, he was more like, this is your role. This, this is, is your mine. role. This is what a, a relationship with me is. And he definitely took on the whole dominant submissive type relationship dynamic. But instead of what, yeah, but instead of what the healthy version of what that can be with two consenting individuals, he took it into, I'm your master and you're here to serve me. And he also turned it into a very gross, a very gross version of, if you know what DDLG is. Um, it's you know, you kinda, know. Yeah, if you know, you know. I'm I just don't. gonna say. All I'm gonna say is it's a sort of it stands for like, daddy and little girl. 
yeah. pretty much. And that's really all I'm going to say about that. If you want to find out more, you can. It's a very... In my opinion, Gross. okay, I don't kink shame most of the time, but also, to me, but like, keep that I shit don't away from love it. The public, I don't love it. I really don't. It has really pedophilic like undertones. It that's does. That's what makes it like it really does. gross for me. Like I just can't. Like there's a difference <laughs> between, between having a healthy dom and sub relationship and then making it into I'm a little girl and he's my daddy and yeah, that's weird. It's like the little, and it's a sexual it's the little thing. girl part that like makes it gross. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not whatever, any sort of call your partner whatever you want. Like, right. It don't be like, oh, I'm like a child like presence. No, you're not. You are a that's consenting weird. adult. Emphasis on adult. And you need to act like it. Oh my god. Please. Right. And this does not apply to age regression. Exactly, that is that's entirely different. That is an entirely different thing. That is a healthy coping mechanism. Yeah. When it's not sexual. Right. Age regression is not sexual. I want just want to. Oh. Even like hit the door. <laughs> anyway. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to make that distinction. That is is extremely different from that. Yes, um, but 100%. this is what Nick was kind of coercing Gypsy into, and she had no idea that there was anything wrong Mind with this. Mind you, this went on for three years. Oh, this went on for this went on for a long time, and I want to say that G- with the way that Gypsy was raised, she had no boundaries with her mother. She had no agency. She couldn't even control what was being put into her body. So obviously, she's gonna go on a, on, on like off the rails and be like, exactly. "I can finally do what I want." Like I'm gonna. Yeah, but then at the same time. I think that Nick just be kind of became this second person to tell Gypsy what to do. And yeah. she associates what her mother gives her with love. So, of course, what she's oh, going to see... the same thing's going to happen. Exactly. Oh, he's it? telling me what to do. This is what I have to do. This is how he loves me. Yeah. So he just reflected what he wanted because she had no template for romance and she had no self-identity. So... I also have um something new. Okay. I know Salem has the dog, so I I know you're seeing what I'm seeing. Um, but the rest of you don't know this. Along with oh, that she they just saw yeah oh I just my, saw their face. Hold on. Okay. So we obviously you this was stated in part one. We did kind of our separate research, but I have like the uh the doc. In they front have of my me. document of notes. Oh yeah, in front of me to like kind of follow along. They know. just had the most shocked face. Okay. Um, I like read it and I was like, um. Yeah. This is news to me. So, buckle up. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Um, so, you know how I mentioned Nick was like, oh, yeah, like, I want to I wanna be your master. I'm your sexually dominant part. Um, he eventually <laughs> gave her a bill of sale. Yeah. So that she would sign it and become his property. No, I yeah no I read it I read it just now and I was like you're oh my god what the fuck what the fuck what again again I mean of course this wasn't an actual legal uh, document and this would never be a legal document within anybody it's more like a but what the fuck yeah it's a concept it is not a legal document again um if you want to do this consensually with your partner you do you babe. There are also is but this always was not an, consensual. No, and also, it doesn't seem to me that there was an out to this in a consenting like um, this kind of dynamic relationship. There is always an out. There is a safe 
there's a safe word. There's a hey. There's I'm always done. a you can say no. Yeah, you're welcome to say no. You're encouraged to say encouraged. no. Encouraged, like no, yeah. Please have consent. Please, that's literally <laughs> all I can say. Like that's. And this was not present. This was so not present at all. Weird. That's so fucking. He's such a fucking weird ass guy, and I'm so happy. He's, he's disgusting. In jail. He's a terrible fucking person. Oh no, it gets worse because I have a lot of information that you guys don't know. Shit. No, because I kept some things from uh, Eli, and obviously them <laughs> too don't know. And I'm so happy he's in jail. Oh, not spoiling it. I'm just kidding. We all know he's we, in jail. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. You know, as the this relationship progresses, um, Nick eventually has Gypsy sending him videos. Oh, and, this is the gross part. And every video that Gypsy ever sent him was entirely scripted by Nick. He yeah. told her what to say. It was he like told a her what movie. to wear. It was like a home. It was like a home, like pornography almost. Yeah, and this would all be this would all take place at night after Judy went to bed, so she'd be staying up after her mom went to bed. Mm-hmm. And doing these things that Nick told her to do. So here's where we get into. (laughs) So here's where we get into some interesting. This is this is the trigger warning for uh, multiple personalities and the the misrepresentation. Yeah. So another thing that Nick uh, claimed and told Gypsy is that he had multiple personalities. Um, Essentially, DID. Kind of. He was kind of claiming to have he DID, but he didn't, he didn't really say that. He just said, I have multiple personalities. Yeah, he's um, alluding to it. And he wanted all of his personalities to have a girlfriend, just like he himself had a girlfriend in Gypsy. And so he was like, I want all of them to have a girlfriend. Like, be a girlfriend for all my personalities. Yeah. So this kind of forced Gypsy to make her own personalities yeah she like made her own characters for each one of nick's quote personalities to like be their be partner. like the counterpart to yeah, his the counterpart. personalities and you know and she would do this with makeup wigs different outfits and so and also i i mentioned um dr feldman in part one he's yes. a clinical psychologist he kind of specializes in gypsy rose's case and he you know, looked into Gypsy Rose's, quote, multiple personalities, and he concluded that they weren't real, they weren't authentic, they were just to satisfy Nick and to complement his multiple personalities, so this is, to her, it was just kind of like how we would create characters in a book, or how we would create characters in a video game. Yeah, or like, sort of like a role play thing but like exactly. taken way too far exactly also, i wish they would have explained this in uh some of the sources that we got information from like in uh the act on hulu um it it shows this but it doesn't explain that oh she wasn't doing it of her own volition yeah, that and like it doesn't explain that like Oh, this was like her counterpart for his quote personality. Exactly. It looks like a. It just looks like a role play thing. Like it looks like a kink, as portrayed right. in the show. Which it can be, and it that's can fine. Be, but it, it's the misrepresentation it, of exactly. it that, that got me. I was like, this is not. In the act, you were led to this. believe that that's something that she was into, whereas yeah. now we know that this is just something that she felt she had to do to keep their relationship like happy and what he wanted yeah and this was all to just like 
literally just make him happy. Yeah. So I have a list of gypsies, all of the, you know, little personalities that Gypsy made and how they compliment Nick's quote-unquote personalities. So first we have, um, she's either called Rose or Bella, and she's sort of Gypsy's romantic side. Um, Nick always, Nick claims later that uh, she went best with Nick's quote-unquote good side. Yeah. They were so like, I guess that was just kind of, like, him? That was just him. I don't know. Because he claims like, later that his, like, evil side is oh, the I'll one into that, it. like, <laughs> you know, did all the bad things. Yeah. So, and then we have Ruby. Uh, Ruby will come up later. Um, yes. And Ruby's kind of, Ruby is Gypsy's, like, evil side. Like, who went yeah. best with Nick's quote-unquote evil, evil side. side. And he literally talks about his evil side. Like, he literally yeah. has an in evil the, side. In the interrogation, again, I will get into this because I have... The I whole have, thing. I have it word for word. Like, I, when I'm telling you, I watched the entire thing and paused it and wrote down and paused it and wrote down. He talks about all of this. It's rough. Yeah, no, it's it's really bad. He's like, oh, yeah, like... But he, he refers to it as, like, almost an entirely different person. Yeah. So, and then we have, we have Kitty, uh, Gypsy's character Kitty was kind of like her little girl side, and unfortunately this was not a little girl side like age regression. No, this wasn't an innocent, like, little girl personality, this was the little girl that was exploited by Nick for, like, the DDLG dynamic. Yes. Um, not fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Candy. Who was Gypsy's slutty side? Yeah. Um, which complemented Nick's sexually dominant side, I guess. Um, Alana's face. Alana's <laughs> making such an interesting face right now. This, this is all Nick's words. Yeah, no. This by is, the way, these are like quotes almost. Um. Yeah. So I. Oh, Lana. That's why I'm reacting the way I'm reacting because I know this is what came out of his mouth, and I'm yep. like. Ugh. Yep. So I watched. Um. There's a there's a series on I think it's on Peacock but it was originally on Snapped. It's called Killer Couples and there's an there's a two hour special called Gypsy Rose and Nick: A Love to Kill For and it came out in 2019 and it's an entire interview with Nick in 2019 yeah, about like everything. Yeah, she's not even in it. No, she's not in it. Um, and so a lot Which of these bullshit. things are from his mouth, what he's saying. But also I know about these fake personalities because of also what Gypsy said. He also. This is the worst part. Okay, this is Nick. such an insult. <laughs> Kills me. Uh, Nick also claimed to have a multiple personality. Uh, sorry, an alter personality that was a 400-year-old vampire named Victor. Yeah. <laughs> that was like... <laughs> that was the one that really got what? me. <laughs> I also want to know, like, did he have intention of later, like, making her be a vampire too? Know. Like. <laughs> like, hey, go to go to like Party City and buy these fake. Shut up! Fangs for the videos. <laughs> that and like, okay, so in again, I'm talking about the differences, um, about these personalities being portrayed and like in the act. In in those scenes, it was portrayed as uh Ruby, I guess, uh Gypsy's like evil side. Um, asking Victor to murder her mother. Her mother. Interesting. Yeah. It was so that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm like I'm like putting the puzzle pieces together again. They do 
they dramatize it. It's they a TV do show. Say, they even have this like whole thing, like, hey, like this is based off true events. It's not, you know, it's, it's dramatized. Not an exact like retelling. No, it's not. It's not an exact recollection. It's just it's portraying. But it like it showed her like asking Victor to carry out. That's the crazy. Act. Yeah, interesting. Um, I also have a short announcement. Um, I know we're talking about these multiple personalities and kind of making fun of them, but oh this is God. entirely no. different this than DID. This is entirely DID. because he's a dickhead. Yeah. And DID, he's if you don't know, he's D- making no, no, no. shit up. Yeah. Believe me, I, me and Eli, uh, we're, and I'm everyone here, but specifically me and Eli because we hyperfixated on it. Super, we're it's all super different. big mental health advocates. Yeah. So, um, believe me, we know that uh, DID is. Uh, if you don't real know, thing. oh, one hundred percent, very real and thing. Just a little bit of education, real quick. DID is formed from repeated trauma before the age of seven, because that's uh before your personality fully integrates into one big right. thing. So if you have repeated trauma before said age, before your personality integrates, it sort of shatters, and there's like a walls of amnesia between each of uh the bits of you that like were, and it's coping mechanism it's a protection right. the whole point of did is for you to not know you have it right and not like 99.9 percent of the time these people are not violent they underwent they're so just much normal they're people. just normal people yeah they um underwent so much trauma and this is their way of like protecting themselves right it's and it's it, like don't worry, like we know. Yeah. Also, if you don't know, DID stands for uh, dissociative, dissociative identity, identity disorder. disorder. It's not multiple personalities per se. It's these are just like like quotes from like Nick. Yeah. This show, what really bothered me about it, like um being like a psych major, um like we sometimes talk about like the vilification of act? yes okay um like the vilification of like certain mental uh like what are they called disorders <laughs> mental illnesses yeah um. So, like, talking, like, specifically about, like, DID and that kind of stuff, like, the way that it's portrayed in media is almost always negative. So, that the fact that, like, like, the fact that this show only continues that is, like, what really makes me, like, upset. Like, absolutely. Um, Because yeah. it was also demonized in Split. Yeah, that's the movie that I was just Which I hated. I um, I can't stand with men- when mental disorders are demonized yeah. in, in media. It, I refuse. It's an entirely different thing. Go look at it. It's a great movie, but I hate the stigma behind it like i don't like the right. i don't like the portrayal of did it's not real these people are not violent they are coping with an ungodly amount of trauma like nobody should have to cope with trauma that drastically i also i not to get off topic but like i hope <laughs> that we see like a change with the way that certain things are portrayed because like i know like i really hope so too a lot in like um like older like i'm saying older like 80s movies like the way that they treated like or they portrayed like gay and trans people was like that they are violent people so like i hope that like the way that it's like a lot of ignorance yeah yeah, so all this to say, and I will get it, we will mention this many, many more times. Yes. There's so much evidence that Nick does not have DID. I, I mean, he may feel like he has multiple personalities, but a lot of the time, it's not really authentic. Um, no. If you have DID, you do not refer to any of your alters as your evil side. That's yeah. not how that works. Um, so yeah, all this to say, 
We're not making fun of it. No, not at all. He's an asshole, so he kind We're of deserves it. We're making fun of him. Yeah, exactly. So, moving on, um, they're in, they have their relationship, you know, it's ongoing for about a year, and, um, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. Oh, yeah, this is a... Um, this is just kind of, like, this is one. his first, Nick's first dabble in crime. Um, in 2013, okay. Nick was arrested for watching porn in McDonald's for nine hours. Nine hours. He had a lewd conduct arrest, and he was, this is the you alarming get part. get bored after a while. I mean, I get it. <laughs> Not, I get it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> like, I, under, I understand the concept. But for nine fucking hours? I'm, I'm sorry. That's you, a long You ass. understand the concept of watching porn in McDonald's? No, just in general. Like, watching it. Like, want, <laughs> having the desire to. Okay. But, like, <laughs> if you sit there, whatever. sit anywhere for nine hours, like, you're just gonna, like, okay, I get it. Like they're You're gonna get bored. <laughs> like, I get it. There's only so much repeated material you can get after nine hours, yeah, I right. guess. <laughs> and I can't imagine what he was doing watching the porn. Do not um, condone him watching the porn. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, the scary part about this though is that he was found with a weapon it was a large knife yeah um, so he had a large knife with him in mcdonald's yeah. while watching wasn't porn. this like wow him and gypsy yes were... this is in 2013 yeah um, they started their relationship in 2012 so he was yeah. doing this while so they, they were, were like, like dating yeah <laughs> anyways okay so as their relationship uh progresses um, they both kind of become pretty codependent on each other. They're both super lonely. This is their only outlet. They're very codependent. And um, in spring 2014, so it's a almost two years, mm-hmm. like a year and a half into the relationship, um, Gypsy just ends up telling him everything. She yeah. tells him about the she, abuse like, from her mom. Down and just... She tells him that... Uh, she doesn't actually need a wheelchair. She can walk. Um, keep in mind, out. everything else she knows that... Oh, sorry. Everything else that she's told by her mother, like, about the leukemia and everything, she still thinks is true. Oh, yeah, no. She, like, still believes that she's sick. She just, she just knows, knows that, that she, she doesn't walk. need a wheelchair. And she she tells him everything. She tells him about how she's, you know, forced to do all these things and kept in her house. And she also found out her true age during this time. Oh. How? I'm curious. How old was she? Do you know? So in 2014, she would have been 22. No, wait. I can't do math. She was born in 91. 91. So what's 2014 minus 1991? 23. She was 23. She was 23. Imagine thinking that you're like 17 years old and then you realize you're 23. That's crazy. Yeah, so she, she had a lot of anger, and she oh, was okay. breaking down, and she realized that she was actually 23 years old. Um, At this time, I think Nick would have been, like, 25 or 26. He would have been 25, sorry. Yeah, he was um, a couple years older than her. It was two years later. Yes, he would have been 25. Um, And so she tells him everything. And, of course, Nick cares about Gypsy, and he becomes very angry about this, and he's like, oh my god, this person that i love and care for and talk and i'm dependent on yeah and she's is like, being well, abused like what you do like like <laughs> are you okay yeah i'm good um <laughs> like how far would you go to like protect me like right yeah that and so thing. i think at this point nick starts to grow a hatred 
Aphrodite, Gypsy's mother, because um, Gypsy starts telling him everything about the abuse, about the physical abuse, the emotional abuse, how she can't be by herself in public, how Didi hits her, all of these things. Yeah. Essentially everything that the general public has no clue of. Exactly. So, now we get into the juicy part. Actually, <laughs> give me a... So, after this, so we're still in 2014, we're in May 2014, um... And this is also told by Nick mostly, but uh, I think Gypsy backs this up as well, is they start to talk about if they can be truly, truly be together, not just online, well, while Dee Dee is, is around. Alive. Yeah. Right. And they start to kind of see Dee Dee's death uh, as the only solution to Gypsy's freedom. Yeah, they were like, like this is the only way that- Like, like we can only we can be, together be together if she's gone. Maybe mm-hmm. not dead, but gone. But gone. Right, and you know, and they're talking about, I mean, they've been talking for over a year now. Yeah. They, they're in love, they want, well, they're in love, quote-unquote, quote um, but they're talking about marriage, they're talking about family, like, they want to be together in real life. Yeah. They want to be together, they not They want to build a life virtual. together. Right. Which, in theory, is fine. Exactly. <laughs> if it wasn't him, the execution <laughs> as well is a little... Little icky. If the I don't like you say execution. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's keep going. I'm sorry, that was wrong. Okay, so yeah, they're like, well, and you know, Gypsy ends up telling him, I I can't be with you while I'm still with my mom. Like, my mom's not gonna let me be with you. I don't know what else to tell you. It's impossible. It's impossible. I'm, I'm stuck here. So you know, they're like, okay, well, let's. Let's try some things first, right? Let's try and work this out. Yeah. So on March 12th, 2015, they orchestrate a plan where Didi can maybe meet Nick somewhat naturally. Um, and maybe she would approve of him and maybe approve of their relationship. Quote, naturally. Yeah. So he takes a Greyhound bus to Missouri and they arrange to meet at the movie theater. So Gypsy and Didi are going to the movie theater to see the live-action version of Cinderella. Cinderella. Lily James. Love her. Oh, it was so good. Love so good. So, you know, they arranged. Gypsy and Didi are going to go together. Mom and daughter. Whoa. Mom and daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, And Nick was going to be there as well. Yeah. And introduce himself. And just say hi, and maybe sit next to her, and they have this hopefully whole would go. elaborate plan. Go well. Yeah, and for the most part, it went pretty well. Um, Nick introduced himself to Dee Dee, said hi. Nick sat next to Gypsy during the movie. Yeah. Um, at one point, I think Dee Dee was kind of uncomfortable, and she moved down a few rows, and she told Gypsy to follow her. Yeah, because she was like, there's this, like, like this man. Is, yeah, because like, thought only, she was kind of weird. He they was were the weird. only people at the theater. Mind yeah. you, it was just the three of them. Like, and this was the middle of the day. So, yep. I mean, normal people, have, you know, have shit to do. And so, she was like, oh, like, this man is here with no girlfriend, like, no, no, kids, no kids, no Like, friends. he's just seeing Cinderella. All by himself. Yeah. I'd be fucking freaked out, too, if me and my supposedly disabled daughter and some guy just walked up and was like, hey... I'm no, next agreed. To you. Like, agreed. No matter the circumstances, I'd be like, "No, you're a fucking weirdo. Stay away from me." Right. Yeah. So, 
As I said, Dee Dee moves down a few rows and she tells Gypsy to follow her, but Dee Dee's so zoned into the movie that she kind of forgets that Gypsy hasn't really followed her down there. And I will say, like, this it? is all according to Nick. Gypsy never really says anything about yeah. this. Um, So take it with a grain of salt. It might not be true, but this is what Nick says. I do remember her saying that in hindsight, she does understand that it was probably really fucking weird. Oh, and yeah. And not the greatest plan. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's really all I know that she She talks about, about them meeting, but what I'm about to talk about, she doesn't really talk about. Um, I wouldn't talk about it either. <laughs> yeah. But this is what Nick says. That Nick says that while Dee Dee was so zoned in the movie and not paying attention, um, you know, Gypsy and Nick, they hold hands and they kiss and they watch the movie. But about halfway through the movie... Um, Gypsy tells supposedly, as Nick says, supposedly tells Gypsy Dee Dee that tells him that she wants him to take her virginity. Yeah, okay. Alana just spit out her water. <laughs> <laughs> that almost went everywhere. <laughs> I was not giving a giving a warning that that's what you were about to say. So, so a, a parallel here. Oh, in the interrogation. Oh, please tell. Um, when... And this is the interrogation after they're taken into custody. Yeah, so when she's like, okay, so... Like, what did... Like, what did, what happened at the movie theater? Like, what did you guys uh, do, like, during all of this? And apparently, um, he he says, and I quote, um, she, she uh, dragged me into the men's bathroom. Like, I didn't even have a choice, like... Yep. Yeah. So, um... I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, he, was, for he pinned it on her solely. He was like, yeah, like, she like she just dragged me in there. And, and throughout the entire interrogation, I'm not the one that watched it, but under, like hear, what, from what you guys said, like... Yeah. That's, like, what he did the entire time. Oh, yeah, it was just his entire, like, of him being questioned. It was like, oh, yeah, she yeah. said she did this. It was her idea. Da, da, da. Like, so, <laughs> in the 20, and this is 2019 um, interview that I'm um, looking at, he, he doesn't say that he had no choice. He says that he was into it and they wanted to do this together. Um, but he does say that, he does claim that she led him to the men's bathroom to have sex. And, um, first of all, I want to say, um, she was in her wheelchair. She brought her wheelchair with her to the men's bathroom. So she did not drag him in there. Yeah. Um, if, if, big if, she chose to go to the men's bathroom, maybe she started to go that way and he followed her. But I really don't think that was her idea. I think he led her to the men's and bathroom again whether she wanted to or not she was probably going along with it another parallel in the in the act they're like in like a family bathroom ew. where it's like it's like a one it's like a one room so yeah uh nick says that he took her virginity in the bathroom and then they went out to the move the movie theater again just in time for the movie to be over and duty to find gypsy lol yeah, try watching Cinderella without thinking about that shit. Oh, no. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> right. So, Nick is thinking that this went pretty well. He's like, well, I met Dee Dee. We watched the movie. We met for the first time in real life. We kissed. We appa- 
apparently supposedly had sex. Um, but he finds out later when Gypsy gets home that she's not very happy. It didn't go along as planned because Dee Dee tells Gypsy that she thought Nick was weird. She thought it was creepy, which I don't blame her for. Maybe because he is weird and creepy. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. There's a great possibility of that. I mean, yeah, he was a grown man in his 20s just, like, going to see a movie all by himself. And he's a fucking creepy, weird man. No, but that definitely could never, ever be the case. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just... It's just being It's a cool thing. <laughs> so after they realize that this plan has failed and there's no way for him to just naturally meet Dee Dee and Dee Dee will never approve of him, that's when they kind of start to resort to thinking maybe Dee Dee just has to be gone. They're like, okay, plan B. They actually they literally, did call I know, it plan they B. They literally called it plan B. Um, when is... Sorry. That's a really quick, like, plan A, plan B. Like... I love like you, you so didn't much. Try anything there else. would be a lot of different plans if, like, my parents didn't approve of us. There would be a lot of plans in between meeting naturally and killing them. You know? Yeah. I'm never gonna kill somebody. A. But like, if it had to resort to that, there would be so many more plans in between. That. No, literally. There's a lot of. There's some problem solving skills that yeah. we're lacking here. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, they did not take critical thinking. Oh my god. Semester. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, I do want to mention, um, I've seen some of the text messages that they exchanged. Sh- exchanged. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> As have I. Um, they're pretty gruesome. Yeah, but I want to say that this all started with Gypsy asking Nick, you know, would you protect me from anyone? And he says, yes, of course. And she asks, even even my mom? And he's like, yeah, of course. And later in his, I think in his interrogation and in his 2019 interview, he kind of alludes that that was her bringing up murder. Yeah, Which to me doesn't really make any fucking sense. She just straight up was like, can you kill my mom for me? Alonis? It's not connecting the dots. (laughs) The The math isn't mathing. No, it's not. (laughs) It's like... Um, there's an extra step in here somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm missing, I'm missing something. I'm missing a, an important piece of the puzzle. Right. That, and so Nick, I just don't think I'm going to get it though. And Nick claims multiple, multiple times that Gypsy just straight up asked him to kill her mom. But the evidence that they always use is that certain text exchange. And to me, uh, protecting from does not equal murder. No, I, so I'm a little confused. I can't say that it does. Um, if I were to ask my my boyfriend, would you protect me from my mother? He would be like, yeah, of course. That doesn't mean he's gonna go kill my mom. I think that means he's on your side. Yeah. Like in a, like in an argument against, like, your mother? Yeah. That's where my mind goes to. Like, Like, speaking of Michael, (laughs) he's literally calling me right now. We summoned him. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. We said his name three times in a row. He called <laughs> I just sneeze, by the way. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So, 
they start. Oh, they're like, let's shit. resort. To I murder. just lost my notes. Hold on. Okay. So they start discussing Dee Dee's murder. Uh, they start discussing how they're going to do it. And I think at first it just became this like theory, like, oh, what if? You know, if mm-hmm. if this were to happen in some faraway land. How would we do it? <laughs> like the O.J. Simpson book. I didn't kill my wife, but if I did, this is how I would have done it. Exactly. So they start, t- they talk. <laughs> uh, that clicked in my head a couple seconds later. <laughs> um, I'm funny. So at first they talk about, you know, staging a suicide. And then they realize that's too complicated. Um, and then they start talking about, well, what if we poisoned her? Quick, easy, painless. Um... Did you have something to say? I do. So, in a, in the interrogation, um, they were like, so, how did you, like, decide that, like, you were gonna, like, use a knife or... I'm trying to find this page. Oh, I think we have the same thing to say. Yeah. Wait, 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 before you say that, I have something else to say first, though. Okay, cool, I can find it. Okay, so, again, they talk about poison first, they research it a lot, and they're like, we can't figure it out. Um, which, I have opinions on, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they talk about, oh, well, maybe we'll just shoot her, and they look for handguns and stuff. But Nick decides, no, 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 that's too loud, you don't want to attract attention from the neighbors, we have to do this in a quiet way. And finally, <laughs> and Nick... Okay, Nick in 2019 says that he decided that stabbing would be the best idea because, quote, she would bleed out faster and she would be in the least amount of pain because Gypsy didn't want her mother to be in pain. Go ahead. Again, so this is from, this is the same question that he got asked. This is in in 2017, correct? No, sorry, 2015. This is when they got caught. So, yeah, yeah 2015. 2015. Okay. Um, so, the interrogator says, why did you guys decide to stab her instead of, you know, shooting her with a gun or poisoning her or something else? And he says, word for word, honestly, we wouldn't have known how to poison her. I mean, she looked up how to do it multiple times because she wanted to find the quickest way to do it. She wanted her mom's death to be painless and quick. She wanted me to stab her. I... Don't know if that is the route you should you shouldn't kill anybody. Yeah. And then the follow up question. True. What? The follow up question was like, oh, like where did the knife come from? <laughs> and he says, um, she, as in Gypsy, bought it for me. She somehow found a way to get one at Walmart. <laughs> Bruh. So yeah, I think it's really interesting that in 2015. It's very much she, not we. Right, I think in, it's interesting that in 2015 he says, oh, it was her idea, it was her idea. But then in 2019 he says, "Yeah, it was my idea, fault. but he he later claims that it was a joint decision to stab her. He says, yeah, it was my idea, but it was a joint decision, quote-unquote. First of all, I just want to say, um, shooting like would be the... That would have been so much easier. Literally painless. Brain, boom, dead. Also, there's this thing called a silencer that you can find. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you could probably find it at Walmart, just like the gun. I was gonna say, you could have bought all three things at Walmart. Also, I don't understand why they thought it would be too hard to poison her. If you could go to Walmart, or actually, you would have had these in your house. Go get some bleach. 
Or, okay. I mean, maybe Rat we should have asked Dee because... Ra oh, <gasps> Roundup! <laughs> maybe she should because a uh, reference to last episode, maybe she should have asked Dee Dee, because she just put fucking Roundup in her food. But also, it's not like they were, like, trying to make it impossible. Like, they were trying to make it, like, a mystery as to how she died. They wanted her to be dead. And for it to be, like, like a murder Right. Yeah. So, like, it's not like they had they to, like... It. So it's not like they were, like, trying to make it so, like, it was impossible to find out what it was, like, on a pathology report. So, like, oh, yeah, they weren't it, concerned about that. It could have just been bleach. Like, it didn't have, like, or rat poison. Like, there didn't have to be something elaborate. They yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they... And just bought some cleaning solution, made some fucking mustard gas. Oh, my God. Like... It's it's not that hard though. Like it's really not it, hard to make mustard gas. People do it on the accident all the, all time. the time, or also, just on TikTok in those stupid ass cleaning videos. They clean the toilet and they yes, make mustard it gas. It makes me so upset. Uh, first of all, what? Second of all, yeah, like we'll, you said, we'll re on this like you said earlier, yeah, you can literally buy all of these things at Walmart, which is a little concerning and terrifying. I have Lysol wipes in here. I could literally put that in. Ethan's tea if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to buy the knife, they probably had to walk past all of the other things in the Walmart no, to literally. get to the knife. I'm pretty sure it's in not the at the front aisle. Section. I was just about to say the hunting section is where you get all of Because I knew I knew it was a hunting knife. Um I also I have a question though. Yeah. Um this is I mean, this is totally not related. Does y'all's Walmarts actually have guns? Because mine don't. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to Walmart. Oh, we have like I mean there's like hunting knives, but there's not any guns in our Walmart. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, you've never hill. been to Walmart. I've never been to Walmart. I I'm from the suburbs of fucking Chicago. I don't know what they have there. They have Walmart, but I didn't go there. Why? Because we went. He's to a Walmart. Trader Joe's, Harris, Teeger. Yeah, he's a all these public. <laughs> we get everything at Walmart. <laughs> we go in our pajamas. Literally. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, anyways we're getting so off topic. So that's um, that's why they they supposedly decided yeah. on uh stabbing. Personally, I think that um Nick just really wanted to kill her. Um, yeah, no, he, I, like I can. We'll get, we'll get into someone it. Eventually. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. And then in the 2019 interview, um, he he claims that at one point Gypsy said, "quote I love you more than I love my mom," and uh, he acted like this was like a crazy statement, and that like that totally meant that he that she wanted him to kill, um, his mom. Okay, I just want to say real quick, um, her mom. Yeah, sorry. I just want to say real quick that's not a crazy statement. Especially if your mom is abusive and doesn't act like your she wants you. Shit, come on. Like, I, okay, don't, please don't come for me. But I love my mom so much, but I love my boyfriend more than I love my mom. Mm. My boyfriend has been an incredibly better person to me than my mom has. My mom's not even this level of abusive. I mean, no. she's really not that abusive at all, but like, I love my mom. <laughs> so, like, him acting like that was such a crazy statement was like, Girl, chill out. You're just trying to pin this all on Gypsy. For fucking real. Anyways, but I'm just, that's just my, that's just my opinion. That's yeah. just my opinion. 
Um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> I'm just presenting the facts. So now we're getting into the real juicy parts. Um, so they've decided how they're going to kill her and all that. And they've been talking about it for a while. So, and most of this is told, most of this, what I'm going to be laying out of the timeline, timeline of the crime is mostly going to be told by Nick in 2019, but also just the facts from police reports. Mm-hmm. So in, on June 8th, 2015, um, Nick Godijan heads to Missouri, Springfield, Missouri on a Greyhound bus that Gypsy Rose, uh, mailed him money for a ticket. Yeah. She mailed him $400. Which is crazy. She definitely sold that. Every, every single time that he took a bus she paid for it, and every single time she sent him $400. He said this in the interrogation. That's crazy. Yeah. Buses don't cost that much. I took one from uh, the uh, buttfuck nowhere place that my grandparents lived to <laughs> Chicago, and it cost um, it cost maybe $40. That's crazy. Only one way. So, That's like, it would have been 80 both ways. And I know from buttfuck nowhere to the airport. It costs maybe thirty. Like That's there's insane. no reason for four hundred dollars to be sent. Just saying. Yeah. So it was about like a seventeen hour uh ride. Yeah. And on June 9th, about five AM, he he arrives in Springfield and he checks into his motel room and he spends most of his day there on June ninth. There's probably also money for the hotel. Oh, for sure. Mm, that makes sense, sorry. <laughs> And uh, Nick says that, you know, he was talking with Gypsy online most of the day. They talk about how they're going to do it. And they he claims that they started talking about, like, sex and, like, what they were going to do afterwards. I'll get into that later. Yeah. I will get into that. So, oh, he also says, Nick also says uh, during the day of June 9th that he claims that Gypsy kind of kept saying that she didn't really think he'd do it. Like, she didn't really real- realize that he was actually going to do this. She was like, you're not, like, really going to do this. And he says, you know, I'm not going to mess up. My evil side, quote, enjoys killing. Yeah. Which that is so kind of crazy. He was going to kill someone. In the future, he was going to kill someone on his own accord. Oh, yeah. absolutely. If he hadn't met Gypsy, I mean... He's literally saying, my evil side enjoys killing. Like, he's done it before. I mean, he hasn't, but he had been wanting to do something to somebody like this. Yeah. Psychopathic behavior. She was just like... So, the evening of June 9th, uh, Gypsy tells Nick, you know, my my mom's going to sleep, um, and at some point, uh, there's text message evidence that at some point Nick asks Gypsy if Dee Dee is a light or heavy sleeper. Um, which is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so this is a fact. This is what actually happened. Um, Gypsy left some, like, gloves outside the front door for Nick. Left the front door unlocked. And oh, oh, do you have something that conflicts with that? Yeah, I do! Oh, what's it? What does Nick claim? So this is in his interview. So it it conflicts um the whole like uh you know what happened. And so so the investigator, I'll go through like these three kind of ways. She asks him, she's like, Okay, so like when you get there, did you already know you were gonna kill like Dee Dee? And he goes, At that point I pretty much made my mind uh, that it was the only option at that point. And so she follows up and says, So did you talk to her as in gypsy? Um, before 
you went inside the house. And he says, um, I did whisper. Okay, and I will say, real quick, his cadence is really weird, so some of this may not make sense, but it's, it's like, his exact, like, word for word. Okay. Um, he says, I did whisper, because it was part of our plan, and she's the and she's the one that thought of that part of the plan. I told her to get her butt into the bathroom because that's what she wanted to do. And I had to remind her to get to it right away because I wanted to get this over with and get out of there as soon as possible. And he, like, claimed that, like, she gave him, like, the gloves and the knife once he got inside. So, okay. Yeah, and he literally says that, like, he literally says, um... Because she asks him, after you get the gloves on, what do you do? She said, He says, after that, she hands me the knife, and I take care of the rest. And she says, um, did she have any gloves on when she handed you the knife? And he literally, it was not just like a yes or no. He literally said her fingerprints are on the knife. Interesting. Yeah. So some of that is true. Yeah. Um, so. But just the way that he, like. So, yeah, so Gypsy. Gypsy left the gloves outside the front door so that he would put the gloves on and his prints wouldn't be on the door when he opened it. Mm -hmm. But Gypsy does hand him the knife and the duct tape without gloves on once he gets inside. Mm -hmm. So she didn't leave the knife out for him, just the gloves. Okay. So that part is true. Um, It's just, it's weird that he just said her fingerprints are on the knife. Yeah. I guess that's true. I I guess. Whatever. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Um, my next, this, this next part is really interesting. This is <laughs> from Nick's point of view. Oh, yes. Um, so, and this is from 2019. He, he says that as soon as he stepped inside the house, he had that stereotypical angel and devil on his shoulders. <laughs> angel on one Ew. side, devil on the other side. And, and he says, he word for word says, Quote, this is very real talking to me. Like, he could hear the voices, like, in his head. I think he's schizophrenic. Which is a little interesting. And he said, he said that the angel said, quote, take her and run. Like, take Gypsy and just leave. Okay. But the devil said, quote, this bitch is dead. He needs a psych evaluation. Um, I'm very interested to see if they ever did one. Um. Yeah. So... That's very interesting, and uh, he listened to the devil. And he literally—it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's—it's it's not funny. Ha ha. It's funny. Weird. Um, that he says that darn devil. That darn devil said this bitch is dead. <laughs> that darn devil. Um, and he also says that that dark side of him, that evil side, had wanted to come out for a long time, which just further convinces me that. He would have hurt somebody eventually. Oh, if eventually, one hundred percent. You can't be that isolated and have um unsupervised internet access to all these like weird shit. Yeah. And not eventually. And sometimes go you're just. Some well, I mean, if you're if you study like psychopathy and things like I do in my like criminal justice studies, like you know that sometimes it's just nature versus nurture, nurture, or you're just born with it. Like there's so many accounts of like serial killers saying off. like. I would have eventually, like, they felt something inside them, and they had always just wondered what it would be like. They just always wanted to do it eventually, and eventually they did it. So I think that if he hadn't killed Diddy, he would have killed someone eventually. Mm -hmm. He's saying, this dark side of me that wanted to kill someone 
what had wanted to come out for a long time. And, and this was the opportunity. Yep. And this was the opportunity. And he says, quote, anger clicks and I see red, which is kind of cringy to me. Um, yeah, shut the like fuck a, up. Like a movie. You don't see red. Shut up. Um, I'm thinking it's spell red. <laughs> and, and so what you said earlier um, about telling Gypsy to go into the bathroom is, is true. Um, I think actually instead of talking because they didn't want to wake Dee Dee up, they texted. Um, and so he texted her, like, get your ass in the bathroom. Um, and, and yeah. very disturbingly, she says, yes, sir, which has to do with their whole dynamic. Well, weird my thing is, like, why are you dynamic. still doing this dynamic when you're about to fucking kill someone? I mean, I, that's, that There's played into it, though. There's that's the whole thing. That's, that's gross. Yeah, but that was, like, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Gypsy's in the bathroom. Um, he goes into Dee Dee's room and Nick is like hovering over Dee Dee and, and this, he's telling this Nick in, in his 2019 interview is telling the story. Um, and he says, you know, I was over her. I was just coming down on her with a knife and she wakes up and she screams and asks who he is. And he claims that he said to Dee Dee, I'm your fucking nightmare. Mm. Damn. Um, first of all, that's fucked up. Second of all, you sound cringy as hell. Shut the fuck up. Third of all, what the fuck? Right. Um, so apparently, like I know you have some information that conflicts this. A bit. A bit. So like he never he never mentions this in the initial like interrogation. Right. She's like, okay, like did you did you tell her you who you were? Like, did you say anything to her after she woke up? And he says, and I quote, yeah, my evil side said, you're dead to me. Stop resisting me or you're dead. Never get between me and Ruby. What the fuck? Not even like Gypsy. Ruby. Ruby who was her evil side. Like, yeah, like this character. So, which further, I, I guess, which further says, like, it was his evil side, I guess. Right. I, I saw Dee Dee wouldn't have known who Ruby was. No, for real. Because Gypsy went and did this all behind her back. So she was probably, like, if that even happened, she's probably like, who the fuck? Like, I'm being murdered for someone I don't don't know? know. Like, this is just a mix-up? Like, yeah. So it's very interesting that in the initial interrogation in 2015, he says that he says all those things. Yeah. And then four years later... He says something entirely different that he said. And doesn't to even mention Dee Dee. these other no. quotes. Yeah, so apparently he says, I'm your fucking nightmare. And and repeat again what, what he claims to have said in 2015. Uh, you're dead to me. Stop resisting me or you're dead. Never get between me and Ruby. So. I'm so sorry. This is where we end for part two. <laughs> You're gonna have to deal with that. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I know we're probably like over an hour, probably talking your ear off. So that's where You're we're gonna, gonna end. Have to sit on that information. You're I'm just not gonna, gonna sit on that. Uh, we'll be back next week for part three. I promise. I'm just glad we're recording tomorrow because then I don't have to wait to listen. No, literally. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to know. Yeah, no, these two don't have to wait, but you do. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, Please stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you 
want <laughs> if you have questions or you have like any comments about this uh please like give us a dm on instagram y'all know our instagram right now at yeah. to peach Throne pod email us comment under our post when we release this yes like. we also um if you listen to this on spotify well you can only listen to it on, us on spotify right now actually but there is a little, like, poll thing, or it's like, what did you think about this episode? You can put that in there, too. I'll see that. Please, please, please. And it helps us. It, like, boosts us, and so more people can hear us yeah. and share and tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandma. Maybe not your grandma. I don't Maybe know about that. Grandma likes true crime. Leave her alone. I don't, wanna, I don't want grandma to hear my thoughts and feelings. Maybe grandma's uh, woke. It's fine. Yeah, I don't want my grandma saying, I don't want my grandma hearing me say fuck. My grandma says fuck. Well, grandma your grandma's awesome. My my grandmother said sorry because she said bitch on accident. Okay, whatever. Share this with your whole family. Share this with your grandmas. Don't give a fuck what anyone else says. Also, we have a TikTok account now. Um, own. So, if you want to follow it, we have a TikTok. Yeah. We have a TikTok from Halloween up right now. So, yeah. go watch. All right. Um, we love you bunches. We love we, you, Peaches. We will see you in the next episode. Tune in next week Bye. for our finale. Bye. Bye.